This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, podcast time. It is a Tuesday. Pretty crappy outside, but it's always sunny down the Jersey Shore, and that's where you find out. What's up? The old man by the sea. I save that for the show. Oh, the show open uh, yeah. at 5 o'clock. Okay, that's fair enough. Change it up for the uh, post-game podcast. That's right. I found a. Uh, I couldn't find anything interesting on TV last night, so I hit up Netflix to see if uh, I had missed anything. And uh, this is a recent release, but it didn't just come out. But I would say within the last couple of weeks, a documentary about crack came out. <laughs> crack I, I love how you really like to smile before you go to sleep. Yeah, something joyful, Jerry. <laughs> documentary on crack. There weren't any good murder documentaries that I hadn't already seen. Yeah. So I was like, mm, this this one on crack cocaine looks interesting. I, that does interest me. I it, think that it, does it, sound fun. Not I'm fun, only, but interesting. Yeah, I'm only partially through it. But what's interesting is that it seems to be focusing on crack cocaine in New York City. Okay. And how, uh, and it's the another interesting part of it is they have a lot of people in the documentary who were addicted to crack or who were selling crack. And I will tell you, the people that they got for the documentary have all moved on with their lives and seem to be normal, successful people. Yeah. Now, which is the one? Is crack the one that you do it once and you're hooked? Uh, yeah, they say that about heroin as well. Heroin? But, no, I was thinking about heroin, actually. Yeah, but they actually are saying that about this crack cocaine as well. The people that it took it have said, like, the first time you take your hit, that you're, that you're forever chasing it again. Really? Yeah, and it was a really interesting because it dealt with, you know, that crack found its way into uh, the, the poorer cities in America, and right. in particular, the poorer sections of New York City. And these guys said, like, even as a kid, as a teenager, if you wanted to do the right thing and get a job, back then, minimum wage was three thirty-five an hour. And what could you make selling crack? These guys were making $1,000 a day Yeah, as, as teenage kids. And they're like, it just didn't make sense for me to go work at McDonald's for three thirty-five an hour. And I was making – guys were buying cars with cash. Yeah. You know, some of the because they had all these drugs coming in and they needed people to sell them. So there were uh, not only would you sell for in your neighborhood, but then it, it started getting to like Long Island and New Jersey where people that lived there would drive into New York City and do like drive up crack purchases. I believe it. I totally believe it. It was unbelievable. And uh, one of the guys in there made a great point. He said, you know, it was it is very difficult to purchase one Cuban cigar in America because they watch the import, you know stuff coming in yeah. from from other countries, and yet millions of pounds of cocaine come into America. Well, I was watching. I watched the first few. I didn't get through much of it, but I watched the first few episodes of Narcos. Yeah, and I'm assuming that that's based on. A legit. I mean, I know sure. it is. I know it's. He is what what it's based on. But I'm saying, I imagine the way they portrayed it is yeah. how it happened. And what are they just saying? Well, it's just how they they paid everybody off to basically yes. drug traffic, and then they would have private islands to where they would fly stuff in and out of. Yeah. So it's, there's really no law enforcement to find it, and then the goal was always get it to Miami because people got money. Once you get it into the States, they got money, and it's going to go like crazy. And you're watching this one guy go from selling small amounts and making money, but making to where he was literally hiding money in walls yeah, and his mom's couch, and just they, they didn't know what to do with it all. They had so much of it, and it yeah. was just easy. 
people were saying, the one guy was like, I sold crack to my mother. She was going to buy it from somebody. Why not buy it from me? The one thing watching the Narcos series, and again, I only watched three episodes, but watching that was, and I guess it's like anything. You get away with it once, twice, three times, you feel like you'll never get caught. Right. You get to a certain level of comfort with the money. Why not just say, I'm out? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. It does it. We, we think about that, and I'm sure the people when they were getting into it even thought that way, and then you just try to push it yeah, I, a I, little that's, bit more. I guess that's also part of addiction, too. Well, it's like with anything, like even something like uh, play in the stock market, right? So you might go, you know what? I'm going to sell when this hits $100 a share. Sure. And then it gets to $100 a share, and you go, you know what? Maybe let's see if it gets to $120. Right. So, all right. So there's a good example. So you just keep going. So you with Bitcoin. Right. You bought Bitcoin at what, 18? 15. 15. I thought it was 15. G told me 18. That's what I thought. Bitcoin this morning is at 46. Yeah. So in my head, I, I told myself if it hits $100,000. Oh, so you were going high. You were going to 100. Yeah. But okay. but there are other people saying it could hit 300 this year. I know. But it's to insane. me, 100. Right. You've out. done well. But, but if I make if it makes it to 100, I will make 15 grand. Right. But will I pull out at a hundred if it gets there? Who I knows? Know. I don't know. Have you thought about reinvesting more? No, I have not. Okay, that's fair. I mean, listen, you're in it and you're going to make money, and I think it's great. I mean, no matter what happens, you bought at fifteen. I think you're going to make money either way. Right. It's just a matter of how much more do you get, or where does it come down to. But I think you're always going to be above where you are. Yeah, and keep in mind, I, I only I invested. I think a total of it was under two thousand dollars. So it. I certainly didn't buy a fifteen thousand dollar. Bitcoin, I, you go, you buy pieces of it, right? Risk reward, yeah. But that's, uh, I guess, it gets similar to that. And then the other thing was, it was so great. This one kid, he he was a kid at the time, and he was selling. He said he he got pulled over by the cops, and uh, they found all this cocaine in his in his car, and they said to him, uh, "Hey, tell your boss uh, we cut you a break and let you go." So he goes, he's frantic, he's panicking, he calls his boss, and he goes, I got pulled over by the cops, but they let me go. He goes, of course they let you go, we pay them. <laughs> so the, they're alleging that the cops in these neighborhoods, because it was such chaos. Oh, even in New York. Even in New York, that wow. there, were, there were parts of New York where the crack was so crazy, they were paying off the cops, paying off politicians, you have paying to off think that everybody. Happens. Yeah, because so otherwise- that the business could keep going. You would think you'd get caught in a- It's too much. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's it, pretty wild. It is. The one thing that I thought when the Narcos thing was where they, they hid the- um, When they would go to the checkpoints, and yeah. if they would go to a spot that weren't paid off yet, although they were going to be soon, they would hide it in the wheel wells. Mm. Like, they would inspect the entire vehicle, but they weren't looking the wheels. It was just yeah. nuts. The creativity and the greed. And that was all like during the uh, Nancy Reagan say no to drugs. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- but but in fairness, didn't she come up with that campaign because that whole drug trade started in the late 70s, early 80s? Uh, yes. Well, one of the things I can't figure out, and maybe I wasn't paying attention, they, were, they talked about how cocaine itself, regular cocaine, was very big amongst wealthy people. Oh, because it was expensive, right? Because it was expensive. But I was trying to figure out what... Uh, what made this, it expensive? No, there's like some sort of way that you to turn it into crack and why that was cheaper. I don't know. Uh, I, I not grasp that part. That, but but it, they were taking... The crack is made from cocaine, but I don't know what makes that cheaper compared to the cocaine part. I'm not I, sure. Great question. I And that's one thing I hope I... And I've never touched it. I've never even yeah. seen it in person. I've never seen crack cocaine. I, I've never been to a party where people are doing that stuff. Me neither. So, thankfully. We're sheltered. And I hope I never do. And I hope my kids never run into it. Yeah, I was aware of uh, somebody who did cocaine in a bathroom because I saw them come out of the bathroom. And I was like, huh. Mm. But that was it. I never have seen it live. Yeah. No, me neither. You see it live. We'll do it live, Jerry Reckle. We'll do it live. <laughs> so, that but that documentary is called <laughs> Crack Cocaine corruption and conspiracy how long was it i think it's an hour and a half oh perfect i'm probably 40 minutes in all right i might give that a chance in the next yeah. couple of days but it's really well done too like they have it's interspersed with like music from like public enemy mm-hmm. and uh 
NWA referencing crack in the streets. Sure. It's, it's like very, it is very well done. And the footage they have from the 1980s is amazing. I can imagine. To see what's going on in New York in yeah. the 1980s. Do you buy, so I watch all these NCIS shows. Yeah. Which I really do. And it, I don't watch much on TV, as you know, but I love NCIS LA, Los Angeles, and New Orleans. Okay. And the one in, uh, well, really both of them. Do you really believe that every square block of these cities are being watched or that there are cameras on them? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't either. But I tell you, you watch these shows, they make it look like they can pretty much pull up anything, anytime, anywhere. It's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I wish it was. I don't have a problem with Big Brother watching. I guess because I'm not doing anything. Right. Well, that, right. That's always the argument. The only yeah. ones that have a problem with it are the ones that are trying to cheat the system. Because <laughs> I watch, there's a show in particular on the ID Murder Channel where it's about how they solve crimes by showing the camera footage from closed circuit TV, which is the, any of the the cameras that stores have or parking lots, which are awful. Oh my! They're all so terrible. Yep, I know. Uh, although, although, in fairness. And I would think as these shows continue to be made, you're going to get much, much yes. better because everybody's got the Google Nest cameras. They got the right. Blink cameras. Right. They're getting got the so ring. much better. No doubt. No doubt. Then the other ones are when they're so when the, the police and the investigators get so disappointed that they'll have, they'll have a, a camera that's in perfect view and then they'll go into the store and they'll be like, yeah, that hasn't worked in about 12 years. Wow. Very interesting. It's like you. Or they like tape over, like it only runs for 24 hours. Sure. And then it tapes over the next 24 hours unless you need to save something. Right, right, right. Jerry, there was a uh, great story that I found. Uh, A woman put Gorilla Glue in her hair. I saw this story over the weekend. Pretty crazy. So a woman put Gorilla Glue in her hair, and she went to the emergency room, and they had a really hard time helping her get the Gorilla Glue out of her hair. Right. She is probably going to sue Gorilla Glue. But why did she put it in her hair? I, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell whether... I read multiple stories on this. I couldn't tell whether she thought it would work as like sort of like a hairspray type situation. Well, who thinks that? Well, she did say that on the warning label that it said, do not put on your skin or in your eyes or in your mouth. It didn't say anything about your hair. So she oh, thinks boy. she may have a lawsuit. I mean, come on. That, that's what drives you crazy with some of this crap. That Gorilla Glue must be good, though. It's supposed to be. I mean, yeah. you see the commercials, it can basically... That and the Flex Tape and the Flex... Yeah, Flex Seal. But Gorilla has Gorilla Tape as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they've got Gorilla Tape. Oh, that I was gorilla not aware glue. of. Gorilla Glue. If you had to glue something that you wanted to not break, would you use Crazy Glue or Gorilla Glue? No, I, we have Gorilla Glue home. Yeah, I would probably go Gorilla Glue as well. I feel yep. like it's newer, newer yep. product. 100%. Crazy Glue used to do that commercial where they had the construction worker with his hard hat on. Yes, hanging from the, the beam. <laughs> he, and he's just holding on to the top of his hat that's glued to the beam. That is actually really funny. That's tricky. <laughs> Any of that glue is very tricky to deal with if you get it anywhere, especially oh, sure. on your skin. Yep, no doubt. The Crazy Glue is no uh, picnic, Jerry, if you have that on your skin. Uh, I would think not. That can peel your skin right off, actually. They said in the emergency room that they tried using like rubbing alcohol and th- that the they were trying to use rubbing alcohol to get the gorilla glue off and and then that was burning the woman's scalp the combination of the rubbing alcohol and gorilla glue. Really? What a scene this must have been so. Man. I will tell you watching a lot of the hospital shows too. Yeah. I always wonder how realistic they are. And then you hear these stories that we do on this podcast. And it's bizarre that a lot of them are legit true. Oh yeah, you know. Oh like, yeah, these. Uh, I, I think if you ever worked in a hospital emergency room, you must have some crazy stories. Oh. Like that's a person to hang out with at a party when we're allowed to go to parties again. You are not kidding. That has got to be some scene. It also okay. makes me think, like, when you get into that field, you probably think you're going into that field. You know, let's say for a nurse. To give shots, take blood pressure, assist a doctor when he to needs help it. people, yes. I wonder how much thought goes into the emergency situation, like the weird situations. There's a show, I don't know the channel, but it's it's Sex Sent Me to, what is it called? Yes, Sex Sent to Me the, to the ER. Yes, I, I watched one of those the other night. Now, the skits are done terribly. Yes, I agree. It's unwatchable to me. But supposedly they're true stories. Yes. Because they have the real people there that are being portrayed Some of them, Al, are frightening. 
Yes, there's a lot of broken penis stories. But but there's even more. There was one that I watched the other day where the woman was trying to surprise her man for his birthday or something. All right. And she decides to blindfold him, tie his arms to the bed, and then she basically gagged him with a ball. <laughs> and the ball got lodged in his throat. Oh, like, I had to go to the ER. Uh, yeah, you think? And you and the could you imagine just you got to be mortified going into there? Right. Well, how'd this happen? <laughs> well, you're never gonna guess. <laughs> I mean, really incredible. So yeah, I think they get a lot of those like where objects wind up in people's butts. <laughs> I guess yeah. that's got to be. Could you imagine just hanging out on a Saturday overnight at the emergency room? Yeah, just getting like you be there with a camera crew, just uh, talking to the nurses and doctors. He's like, "What's this person?" In oh my god, it has got to be. They put just... a light bulb in their butt. All right. <laughs> I mean, what's this guy in for? They wanted to see if she turned him on. I get it. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I told you once. I went to the ER. Was it kidney stones? I think it was a kidney stone. I actually don't remember. But I went to the ER once at about midnight on a Saturday night in the summer. And the place was packed. And I remember thinking when I was on my way there, at least it's off hours. It shouldn't be too bad. And they had to put me in the hallway. And I remember saying to the nurse, but they took care of me quickly. And I said to the nurse, I said, what is going on? Like, was there an accident? Or she goes, no, normal Saturday night in the summer with a concert at the Art Center. Oh, yeah. I said, well, what does that mean? She goes, well, when there are concerts at the Art Center, we get overrun with a lot of alcohol poisoning and fights where people yeah. come in with broken arms. They got, you know, bumps, bruises, scrape, whatever the case may be. She goes, and so that's why we're going to take care of you because you're a serious, not the others are serious too, but you didn't do this to yourself. Imagine going to like, well, let's go to a concert tonight and end up with a broken arm from a fight. No, I couldn't. No. No, thank you. I did see that the Garden State Garden State Art Center, is that what it's called? PNC Art PNC. Center. PNC. That they put out a tentative schedule for the summer. Did they really? Yeah. Anything good? Um, There was nothing too exciting. Uh, there, you know, it was a handful of things and a little bit of everything. It was a little classic rock. It was a little country. It was a little uh, uh, new music. They're all like sort of tentative dates. Okay. But they did have dates on them. Very interesting. Now, so you get that because you've been a t- season ticket holder or because you bought tickets before? No, I actually saw it. Uh, I think NJ.com tweeted it. Tweeted I see it here. Story. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see, now here's what I would go what to. What you got there? Halsey. I actually Halsey? like her. Yeah, I like her. See, I don't know Halsey. Yes, I know you the do. Name. I no, know her you name. Do. I don't know if I know any songs. Are you 100% know her. You know her songs. Mm-hmm. I would right. I would be stunned if you didn't. Oh, here's an Al Duke special. Okay. July 3rd, Steely Dan and Steve Winwood. That no, should be see, only $400 in the secondary that's market. That's an Eddie Scazzeri show. He oh, I thought Steve that. Winwood you'd like. Uh, maybe, if he was an opener, but I, I can't sit through Steely Dan. See, I would think Eddie, Steely Dan, you're Steve Winwood. I thought there was a cheap trick with somebody. Let's see. Black Crows, Dave Matthews Band. Okay. Uh, here we go. Megadeth and Lamb of God. I'll pass. Let's go there and get into a fight and go to the ER. Here's one for me and you. Matchbox 20 and the Wallflowers. There, that, that was the one. Oh, 100% this, I'd be in for that. Now, here's one I got to go to. Disturbed and Stained. Oh, there you go, Jerry. That would be a good one. You said Cheap Trick, yes, with Rod Stewart. Yeah, see, okay. Cheap Trick, Rod Stewart I'm in for. And How about Hall and & Oates? And Hall & Oates I would go see. And the Goo Goo Dolls. Mm, I'd be out for them. Another Eddie special, Santana and Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> and then I would go to this one. Now, this one's in September, but I would go to this. Alanis Morissette and Garbage. With Liz Fair. With Liz Fair. Like, I don't I know like who Liz, Liz Fair is. I like Liz Fair. Do I know her? Uh, probably not. Right, but I could sit through that for Alanis Morissette because I like her. Yeah. And Garbage, you're only happy when it rains, but I don't you know what right. the else they have. It's they actually a hell of a lineup. Things. Yeah, it's not bad. And you know, the good part of it is the ones we like... Late July into August and September. Right. So maybe we'll get those in. I feel good about that. How much do you think? Pick one. Let's pick. Um, give me the um, Give me the Matchbox 20. All right. Matchbox 20 and the Wallflowers, July 27th. How much do you think these tickets are? Now, you're. you're, you're what's, Jerry, I need to say. I know. I'm I know. Going, I'm not going on the I'm lawn. Not, I'm not a teenager. I'm going to put you in. You want the VIP boxes, or you want no. Section One Hundred One or One Hundred Two right in front? Give me the give me One Hundred One or One Hundred Two. All right, Section One Hundred Two. Give me those tickets, Jerry. I want to reach out and touch. All right, now this is off the website. Whoever their singers are. This is the PNC Bank website. All right. So this is 
Those are going to be prices. Is, but why does it go to ticket liquidator? Because that's who, I don't know. Maybe oh, it is. They deal with. So I'll give you a row U because I don't want to claim. I'm not going to give you row A. All right. Two tickets, row U, $345 each. That I can't do. I'm not doing Each? <laughs> each. No, I'm out. All right, forget it. How about row S? Four thirty-five each. <laughs> how about if I want to touch Rob Thomas? Oh, this is how. Front row. How about this one? This is no joke. Row E, a thousand dollars each. Yeah, uh, what do we do? I don't know. I don't What's know. The deal? And then if you want to get close and go to row C, it is eleven fifty each. One thousand one hundred fifty dollars. Could you imagine dropping two grand in the year twenty twenty-one to see Matchbox Twenty and the Wallflowers? No. This ain't 1997 in the days of K-Rock. Right. That is unbelievable. Jerry, are you interested in new Foo Fighters? I am. I actually have been listening to the Foo Fighters' new channel on Sirius. Oh, okay, because they've got a new record out. I was wondering if that's something that you would listen to, like because you have Spotify, you can just listen to that whole album, or is that something you're not interested in listening to? No, I, through? I am. I have not heard it yet, but I am. They did something really cool, and I think they had a couple of their new songs on it. They did like a live jam session to launch their channel on Sirius. Yeah. And I heard it on replay on Sunday morning. I heard like five or six songs and it was great. I mean, they sounded great. Uh, it was intimate. They were talking to you. There's no crowd. It was actually pretty. I figured you would have really liked that. Yeah, I do like them. So, I yeah, I, I'll out. check it out for sure. All right. By the check way, while we did here. this podcast, I just yeah. purchased $1,000 of Bitcoin at $45,000. $600. No, you could have bought with that money, Jerry. Tickets to see Rob Thomas <laughs> and Matchbox 20. Your loss. Well, I'm going to hope that Bitcoin is worth $100,000 by the time that concert comes around, and maybe I can take my winnings and buy a couple tickets. Perfect, Jerry. I like it. <laughs> Let's do the warm-up show. We did that today, and it was awesome. We'll see you tomorrow. On a win- Are you off tomorrow, Jerry? Oh, yeah. Lopresti will be here tomorrow. I'll be here with Cilo for the uh, warm-up show with Eddie Scazzeri for the post-game podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. Jerry, enjoy your day off. Well, you're working, but... Sort of. Your other day off. Yeah. We'll see you Thursday, then. So... What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, well, hopefully one of those days is not today. It's 5.03, it is a Tuesday on The Fan. I am in New York City with the Eddie Scazzeri and the old man by the sea with a dog. His name is Albert Hal Dukes. What's up, Al? Al Hal, that would be very <laughs> confusing well, to people, Well, when you say Al Hal, that's mm-hmm. why I go Albert Hal. Yeah. I have a very difficult time saying my own first name. Why? Alone, like to if I I could say Al Dukes, but when someone like at a restaurant or something, and they or they say uh, what name? When you call a restaurant to make reservations, if you call and you don't use like an app, and they say and uh, what's the name? What do you do? You give your first name or last name? Oh, uh, last name usually. You'll go Reco. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Yes. A lot of times I'll say Dukes, but sometimes I'll say Al, and they say, "What's wrong with you? Are you okay?" But but I say it like Ow. this I go I go like this ha all ha all and they're like Hal no all why and did the other, you say Al A L I yeah because other times people will say this is the very bizarre and happens quite a lot they'll go I'll say Al and they'll go A L L no <laughs> who says A L L for I, I, I Al get that, I get that often. Okay. I mean, a lot of people spell my last name with just one C, which is fine, Rico. except that it's ro- right. So Jerry, that, Re- Jerry Rico. Right. Which And that was that the woman that called yeah. me in uh, Florida, right? Yeah. You were on some sort of conference call and she called you Jerry Rico. Yes. And that became a drop. Yes. But it's like two C's that makes the E a soft C. Yeah. But apparently I'm gonna start, not. I'm going to start doing my last name. 
when I call for reservations. Dukes. And how do you spell that, sir? D-U-K-E-S. There you go. Better than me going, Hal. <laughs> so no so no Al Hal. Yeah, so I go in, I go, yes, we had uh, reservations. What was it under? Hall? <laughs> I had it under Hall. <laughs> Meantime, you're spitting all over the people. <laughs> yeah, people like, what is this guy's problem? By the way, here? speaking of spitting on people, and not yes. me, I don't mean that, but no, 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 not at all. Oh, not that way. I, it's we've been doing this mask thing now for eleven months. Oh, Is that about right? Since yes, March, I would say since March, Jerry. You know, not a day goes by, and it hit me this morning as I was about to get. I got a good parking spot today, and I'm about to get out of the Feeling car. Feeling good a, about yourself, yeah. And a guy walks by, and he's looking at me as I'm putting up my gator scarf. And I feel like if this was 1880, I feel like I know what it would feel like to go to rob a bank. Right. It right. like a day doesn't pass that every time I pull that thing up, that's what I think about. Yes. And we're yeah. 11 months into this thing. And especially when you see the people that they're still wearing the bandana ones. Yes, They really right. look like they're going to rob a bank. You're a Billy the Kid. That's right. Or, yeah, or a train in the 1920s. <laughs> or a train. Yes, exactly. So I haven't Jerry, gotten over that just yet. Jerry, we got some uh, Major League Baseball news. A couple of quick things here. One, uh, I saw that Major League Baseball says they are changing the baseball. Yes, they're deadening it. They're deadening it, right. They're going to decrease the bounciness of it. Now, there's a technical term for that, but I read what it meant, and it meant the the, the bounciness of the of the core of the ball. Right. So now, the athletic says that change will probably result in a five percent loss of home runs. So now it's interesting because you saw the athletic, I saw the Associated Press. So baseball wanted us to know this. Isn't that admitting that the ball had too much juice in it? Too much juice. Yeah, a little strange. Okay, so now where, are, so now all these home runs that were hit. So what did it right. mean then, bro? That's just what I mean. Like, I you know when baseball purists get upset when we want to change the yes. rules, where it's like, hey, we want to lessen some of the, even if they just want to drop like ten games, or they want to they want to change it. You know, oh, we're gonna put a runner on second base, right? And then like the hardcore people get upset, but because of what does it do to the records, right? But th- exactly what you're saying, this. Changes the record. That's your will. Absolutely. Because what now if you're a home run hitter and now you're going to hit 5% less home runs. Correct. I couldn't agree with you more. Now, 5% might not be much to you and it doesn't sound like much, but if you go from hitting 50 to all of a sudden, you know, mid to upper 40s, it's a difference. It is a and, difference. I agree. And Jerry, we're not thinking of the poor guy who only gets one home run a year. That guy's going to have zero. <laughs> Most likely, he'll probably still get his one. <laughs> Absolutely zero. No, he'll get his one. Like you Jacob Degrom. You think Jacob Degrom will have a home run this year? No, but he doesn't hit a home run every single year. He hit, he has hit home runs, and he yeah. can. And so is Syndergaard capable of doing it. So is Steven Matz, although he's not here anymore. But no, I'm I. That's okay if they don't hit a home run. It's more for the home run hitters. And then also, maybe we'll get back to a time where the shortstops don't hit 40 home runs. Right. Those are infielders. They should be hitting uh, 17 home runs a year. Remember when we were kids? That's right. If you had a shortstop that hit 15 home runs, you thought you had a home run hitting shortstop. Yes. I remember, like, yeah, second baseman Lou Whitaker, I think, had, like, three home runs one year for the the Tigers. I would believe that. How about Tommy Herr? How'd he do? Tommy Herr, he was uh, a high teens uh, home run hitter, Jerry. high teens guy. I remember when Strawberry hit 39. I thought, my God, this must have been what it was like to watch Babe Ruth. Jerry, you're probably curious, you know, watching the Superstation TBS, Glenn Hubbard, what was his... Glenn uh, Hubbard. (laughs) Boy, you really pull some weird names out of your butt. 1980s baseball. That is my What's next, Bob Horner? (laughs) Bob Horner, third base, Dale Murphy in the outfield. Yes. That's funny. The Superstation, where you could watch the Atlanta Braves all over the country. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. And some people had a WG in Chicago. I don't recall. You're right. That's another one. I didn't have that. I'm like, Um, I had suburban cable vision. I would say we got WGN when we got Comcast. Yeah. Way back in the day. Now, when that was, I don't remember. I I don't think those were the sports channel days. But I remember having WGN when I lived in my, my parents' house in Matawan. So... That's probably, yeah, a little later than when I was a kid. I was probably more in my early teens. So the Braves must have had fans all over the country, especially if you did not have a baseball team in your city. I would you think must so. have been a Braves or a Cubs fan because I, I guess a lot of uh, the country did get WG yeah. out of Chicago. I would think if you were in Wyoming, yes, you were Braves. probably rooting for the Braves or the Cubs. I think that's probably true. Yeah. And there's a lot of you know states and cities that don't have teams, so it makes sense. Makes a ton of sense, Makes Jerry. a ton of sense, Gotta have it. 
North so, Carolina, you're a Braves fan. Braves fan. So less home runs, which I'm like you said, don't tell us that. I want to see. I know what I want to know. We're making the ball tighter and more bouncy. The ball's going to be flying out of the ballpark this year. Now I think five percent. As much as it's decreased, it also doesn't change the game too much. But to me, it's more a matter of baseball fiddling around with the numbers. What if we did a five percent increase? No, in no bounciness? more. It was enough. I mean, a the lot home, of ground rule doubles. See, here's the thing, and I don't know how you feel. All kidding aside, the home runs great. The problem with the home run is when you have teams, and it's really most in baseball, that don't play baseball anymore. It's home run or bust. It's not a fun product. It's kind of, it's, you know what it is? It's the NBA now with a three-point shot or nothing. It's not fun to watch when it's go up there and just swing for the fences every time. The games are boring. Well, there are some games, there are some times when, like, if a pitcher is on and and where you look around and you think it's impossible to get a hit because sure. there's there's someone all over the place on the field. I think a better hit than the home run the is double in the gap. Oh, Jerry, that if you hit like a line drive, yeah, into the gap, that's exciting. I like you, the triple down the line too. Oh, triple down the line. Anything where the guy's booking around the bases and there's a potential I, yeah. collision. You know what I like? The line drive that swerves like a banana down yes. the right field line, and then the guy zips around the bases and gets to third. So you prefer a shot down the line that hooks fair um, over an in-the-gap liner? Yeah, I would say so. I like that seed of a laser that gets hit down the line. Yeah. I do. It just looks cool, and it looks like there's extra oomph on the velocity coming yeah. off the bat. So, yeah, I would say so. And, you know, the, like the first baseman jumps as high as he can, and he just yes. can't get it. Oh, I like that. Get it. That, by me, that might be my favorite hit in baseball. The down-the-line potential triple. Yeah, but not a ground ball over the base. I mean, the line drive that goes over the first baseman's head. Right. And curves just inside the line. Just out of reach of a yep. leaping first baseman. Exactly right. Are now, you excited else- for baseball? Oh, kind of, although that decrease, decrease of home runs got me a little annoyed. Then I also see that a uh, deal was reached, Jerry, between the Baseball Players Association or the baseball in the union Yeah. for the this upcoming season. No universal DH, which yeah. people are upset about. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm good with it. I know it puts the Mets in a little bit of a bind, but I do like no DH in the National League for as long as we can hold on to that. And back to the seven-inning doubleheaders that we had last season. Which I also liked a lot. Me too. I do, because I think it's really good for the pitching. I think you get two games in. I I remember watching games last year, like, they were going to the seventh, and you'd be like, all right, final chance. Well, it's the seventh inning. You kind of forget. Yeah. But it's neat, and it also doesn't make watching a doubleheader feel like you're sitting down for nine hours. Correct. Now, what they did take away was, or also what they are keeping is what? This I can't stand. The man uh, started starting uh, extra innings with the with the man on second base. That to me is about as it's ridiculous weird. as I thought it was ridiculous last year, and I think it's even more ridiculous this year if you're going to have a semi-normal season. I understood it last year, although I didn't care for it. This year, it's like, come on, it's hokey. It is hokey, starting a man on second base. And weird, this year for 2021, that guy will be on rollerblades. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, Might as well. Be, that way he could potentially score even faster. And they also said for 2021 that the outfielders can actually peg him with the ball and he'll oh. be out. <laughs> like dodgeball or kickball when we were in school. The funny thing is, as silly as those things sound... It's just as silly as starting the guy on second base. Yeah, why not? Like, what would be the equivalent? Don't tell me a shootout in hockey. I don't buy that. That 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 you to want me, a football equivalent, Jerry? I want a. To me, it would be like, yeah, give me a football equivalent. Well, putting the putting the ball on at midfield or something. I don't football equivalent. I'm going to say uh, the offense gets a, an additional twelfth player. Yeah, I, you know what? That's not off. A wide receiver that's not coverable. I like don't now think, you've got to cover all the wide receivers with one less man. I don't think you're far off with that because Thank you're you. given the offense the advantage by putting a runner at second immediately. Yeah, I'm good with that. Now, when you say why would we not want the universal DH because it's good for players, right? It is good for players. Because uh, old guys can hang around in the league and just, uh, you know, when they can't field anymore. And it helps the Mets this year. Yes, but I guess the... I guess they want some negotiation with that because they want to play more games. Because the 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 Major League Baseball sees that as a positive for players, right? Yeah, because sure. Because they get to hang around a little longer. Yep. 
So then if they're giving that up, something positive for players, they want something in return. It is more, amazing more the play games they games. play, isn't it? Yeah. Like, what, how about it's just good for the game? I say what's good for God. the goose is good for the gander. You can say that. That's fine. Who's the gander in this case? I think gander is a group of geese. No, I mean in the baseball conversation. Who's the, the goose? Gander, who's the gander? What's good for the goose is good for the gander. I I'm going to say the goose is the player. Okay. The gander is the whole league. So right. what's good for the player is good for the whole league. I you see what I'm saying? I think you have deciphered that perfectly. That's well done. At 5.15 in the morning, yeah. that was a good, clear thought right there. Yes, thank you. What's good for the goose, Jerry, is good for the gander. I was talking to a guy the other day, and so he got a new job. He's working overnights now. He's a friend of mine. He had never He's never worked off hours before until about a month ago. Supermarket overnights? No. No, All not right. super. He's um, it's more con- he's working uh, construction on the train rails, basically not nice. construction, but like maintenance, essentially. All right. And he says to me, you know, I know you've worked a lot of weird hours over the last few years. I'm like, last few years? How about like the last three decades, basically? Yes, I've worked some weird hours. He goes, I've noticed my my mind is a little foggy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you have? Oh. I said, let me ask you. Simple words, not easy to. He's like, get out. Yes. He goes, I feel like something's going on in my brain. I said, yes, it's called sleep deprivation. Welcome. Yes, yes. if <laughs> so, you're up right now driving to work, you've got it. That is why. I'm. Well, that's not necessarily true. I think if you go to bed at 830 and you get up at 430 every day, you get plenty of sleep. It's us credence that basically go to bed at 9 and get up at 2, which is not right. smart. That's not My right. point is at 515, you had a good, clear, concise thought. You should be applauded for. I broke down what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And you did it in a very smart, smart way. I did way. a baseball talk, Jerry. All right, I'm going to do this. All right. I'm going to break down what we're doing by taking a break. All right. And Fair when we enough. come back, I know you've got loads oh, of football Jerry's. stories. Loads. Of, let's, let's do some NFL next. Jerry. And uh, you want to do that or do you want to do the Islander Ranger game next? <laughs> <laughs> I, Matt Martin scored. I did see somebody on Twitter hit up Boomer. Yeah. Like, your son-in-law just ruined the Rangers. He ripped his heart right out because oh. it was. And you know who scored the other goal for the Islanders? Another Boomer fave. Come on, you should know he's played. Casey Sizzi. Yes, he's the one that scored the first goal of the game. Oh my goodness! And then Matt Martin. So Boomer must have been sitting there with his heart being ripped out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, five seventeen. We are just underway. The warm-up show until six. Boomer and Geo then on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry, Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Doo Doo. And real quick, just a couple of friends of mine, Alan and Mike, chimed in as they texted me about college football starting at the 25-yard line in overtime. Pretty goofy as well. So, I think I would like that. I'd prefer that over... See, uh, I don't. Hmm. I don't, because it's, it's not... It's just different. Now you can make the equivalent. I guess that's like the... the, the uh, the penalty shot in hockey, I guess, but to me it's different with hockey because you're playing for the extra point. You've already secured something just by getting through overtime, and I guess you're taking the player off the ice. So I guess you can say hockey's gotten a little hokey as well. I just don't like baseball putting a runner at second base. I don't know. What it's a little strange. You. Will you will you institute that in Little League? No. Um, no, you know what's funny about that? Actually, you know, we were at a tournament last year, which I was not prepared for because I didn't realize they changed the rules. The game right before hours that was ending went to extra innings, and they put they made it bases loaded, one out. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? Hmm. And that was a speed-up rule to get the game over in extra innings. So I don't know if that's going to be for every game this year, but that was in that one tournament we played around Labor Day weekend last year. That was kind of weird to me. You know what's tough when you uh, – now I only have uh, – I don't have children of my own, Jerry. I've heard. Not that you know of. I mean, you might have, like, triplets somewhere. My sperm don't work. You don't know that. I don't know. I've never tested it. But uh, I do have a nephew. And uh, the worst thing about Little League when kids are first starting, like, at their very youngest age. At five. At five. Well, whenever, yeah, like, they'll hit a ground ball to the shortstop, and it's uh, in the park home run. 
Uh, at the that age, are, you can be, yeah. They're throwing the ball. These kids have no skills. They're well, throwing some, the ball all over the place. Well, you know what's funny is even at that age, you can tell the difference between the kids that have ability and the kids that are going to have to work at it. <laughs> and then which kids should take up another sport? Well, I'll um, use <laughs> zip it. Well, yeah, I'm just saying that because figure. the kids that even now at 11 or 12 that are your best players were your best players at 5 and 6. It's really interesting. Yeah, but those are the kids that are like at 12 years old start getting armpit hair. They're, a, they're No, that's not true. That's they're not true. above us. That's not true. You're talking about the uh, the big kids that are hitting puberty earlier. I'm yeah, talking men. about kids that are just very athletic and just men, good at everything they do. Men playing a boy's sport when you're 13 and have hair under your armpits. Well, so this year, Matthew is going to be 16U. And so last year we played 16U. His team was all 14 and 15s. And there were games where kids were driving themselves to the yeah. games. It's just weird. A kid drives himself to the game with his own uh, wife and kids. There was a kid, well, that I didn't see. That I didn't see. But there was a kid that drove himself to one game. He walked in. I thought he was one of the coaches. And then I saw him warm up on the mound. Like, I see I... birth certificate in a full beard. <laughs> There's nothing more frightening when you're a little league kid who's not good like myself, and you see a, a, a pitcher warming up who's throwing gas. Heat. <laughs> and he is all over the place, like no control and just heaters. I know that. Well, yeah. I actually, Good I have coached a kid that will go out and warm up and will do that on purpose where he will throw well, the that's ball a good idea. all over the place. Yeah, that's I, a great idea. It does work, too. I'm not, now, not, it doesn't work for some kids because some kids are fearless. But some kids will see that and they will shake in their boots to go oh, up yeah. there and get in the ball. You're right. Stay as far away in the box as you can. <laughs> but within the lines. <laughs> but within the lines. Jerry, let's do a little, uh, let's clean up a little uh, uh, Super Bowl Sunday action. Uh, one, we got word yesterday that Tom Brady has texted a lengthy apology. I wonder why. To Tyron Matthew. Now, Matthew did send a tweet out that's, that was basically saying whatever Brady was you know, saying to him could mm-hmm. not be repeated. But then he deleted that. He did delete it, right. Maybe so, he was in the heat of the moment. Yeah, I the mean, clearly, but... The afternoon show was speculating that that word was, um, well, one of the bad... There's a lot of bad words that start with the letter C. They thought it was one of those. Okay. So, uh, Matthew uh, deleted that tweet, as you say. and So, uh, if we're so, playing softball, and yeah. I'm pitching to you. And I call you one of those C words. Mm-hmm. Are you flipping out? Some people listen. Some people cannot. I I have a very thick skin, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> some people get very upset with certain words. <laughs> Not me, though, Jerry. I'm very thick skin. Al, Hal, that's one of the funniest things you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Jerry. Right around here, we call you armadillo skin. Oh yeah, no, we don't. <laughs> Take a shot at me. It's not going to work. We call you foreskin. <laughs> foreskin. <laughs> Do not call me foreskin around the office. I don't want that sticking. I don't want to get back there eventually, whenever that is, and they'd be like, hey, what's up, foreskin? I'm not going to stand for that. That will upset me, and I'll tweet about it. You show us. Go with the thumbs. (laughs) That's right. I'll get back at you guys. Oh, man, that's funny. And supposedly in this uh, in this text message, this lengthy apology, Brady was saying, you know, I was just trying to match your intensity. You're, you're the most intense player, and I want to be more like you. Are you making that part up? No, it's similar. I'm uh, paraphrasing. He really said something along the lines of, I want to be more like you. I, 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 need, I got so jacked up because I needed to match your intensity. Here's what I would think. How many players are in the NFL? It's a r- roughly 50 per team. So would you say mm, 50, 50 times, times there was a 4,500? Is that right, basically? Who knows? It's either 4,500 oh, or 45,000. It's uh, one or the other. Whatever. It's a lot of players, as we yeah. know. It's not 45,000. <laughs> well, then you're probably right at 4,500. Uh, whatever it is. Well, let's see. 10 teams would be 500. So, yeah. So it would be 1,500. All right. Basically. They should all want to be Tom Brady. Right. He should not want to be anybody but who he is. Ten Super Bowls, seven wins, five game MVPs. And That's suppose, it. Enough said. And supposedly he also said, Jerry, um, I will do this in person when we meet again. The apology. The apology. All right. Well, that would mean something to me. Yeah. Because the text to me is kind of like, eh, 
you said what you said, now you're hiding behind the phone. But if right. you go face-to-face next time you saw one another, that would mean something. Uh, Plus, you never know. My name is Foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> Do not start that circulating uh, at the radio station. My name station. is Foreskin. <laughs> That's clearly edited audio. I could hear the edit. You put details. What do you want, man? <laughs> you said it. <laughs> now, Jerry, there's also a lot. Like, there's a lot of like, oh, when Tom Brady took his first snap, you know, uh, 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 Andy Reid was uh, 20 years old. Or when when Tom Brady took his first snap, Patrick Mahomes was a sixth grader. You sure. know, we got a lot of that. Yes. This was an interesting one I saw yesterday. So when Tom Brady took his first snap for the Patriots, Joe DiMaggio was still playing center field for the Yankees, <laughs> which that can't be true, right? <laughs> I think someone's pulling my leg. <laughs> You're such an ass. <laughs> that one can't be true. No, no yeah, that's, it's not that's, right. That is not true, of course. Not. Joe DiMaggio. You know, I had to Google whether Joe DiMaggio played center field for the Yankees. <laughs> I'm just. I'm going to let you do what you do. I was like, uh, okay, I want to pick like Joe DiMaggio. Like, let me see where he played. I was like, because Mark will yell at me that if I pick like somebody who didn't play center field, he'll be like, you gotta know who the Yankees. Mickey Mantle, legend. Well, I originally was going with Mickey Mantle with that joke. Okay. And then when I Googled Mickey Mantle, he seemed to play multiple positions in the outfield. Okay. I mean, where, I always think of him as a center fielder, but all right, yeah. That's fair. Where Joe DiMaggio came up as center fielder, so I was like, okay. The, you know what the I'm best go part is? One. This is the sad part of you. Yeah. All right. I'm sitting here not knowing if you're joking or not. <laughs> I was joking that I real I know Tom Brady was not playing football when Joe DiMaggio was playing field. I did seriously Wikipedia. Well, that's what I Yankee mean. Center fielders. Uh, all right. Because I didn't want to get yelled. My at. name is Foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to get yelled at for picking the wrong guy. <laughs> you know, he was playing football when Joe DiMaggio was still the Yankee shortstop. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't say that. Uh, half past five, having fun. We're taking it to six o'clock. Boomer and Geo, then don't go away on the fan. Al and Jerry, less talk, more rock. All right, 20 in front of six. Having a good time. Boomer and Geo coming up at the top of the hour. Al down the Jersey Shore with his puppy. What else you got, Al? Jerry, I don't know if you did. You mention this yesterday because I didn't put it on my list yesterday. That the Bucks won the Super Bowl. I did. You covered that yesterday's program. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I saw this a couple different times, okay. but I saw it again yesterday, and I don't know if you did this in one of your updates where I was, uh, you know, taking my kids to school. So I'm not sure if I heard it, but <laughs> this idea that the Seahawks might be interested in moving Russell Wilson. I did not see that. I didn't even see I, that today. I've seen this three days now. By who? Like who's well, this, writing that? This last one was Jason LaConfora. Yeah, but but I've seen it around. I saw it around this that, weekend. But he also said that Brazarians is going to step down. So you're saying not the not on the best streak right now. <laughs> Listen, you win some, you lose some. Goose I and Gander. I wasn't good enough. To, like I couldn't get a good enough reason to why they'd be interested in trading Russell Wilson. Hmm. It doesn't make any sense. I'm looking here. Get him here, Jerry. Get him here. <laughs> um, I don't see Did you it. Google it? I, well, I Googled Russell Wilson. I love Russell and, Wilson. No, it was Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. Uh, let's see. Seattle has received calls about a possible calls. Russell Wilson trade. Yeah. Yep, there it comes right up. New York Post, Jerry. Let me see who wrote this. Samantha Previtt wrote this, Jerry. She says, uh, CBS's Jason LaConfora reported but, on Sunday, multiple teams have expressed interest. But NFL reports say there's no chance Seattle will trade him despite getting calls about him. What about this, Jerry? Uh, Wilson publicly stated he was not happy with the Seahawks' decision to fire offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer. Okay. He's making a fortune. He'll be fine. Yeah, he is making a fortune. He's all about Seattle. He loves it out there, doesn't he? That's what I thought. Although, a lot of people also thought it was interesting. He was in um, the box of Roger Goodell for the Super Bowl. He looked And and Russell Wilson looked miserable. That's one of those headlines, too. Yeah, every time they flashed at him, he looked like he was having a miserable time. Well, for one, he's in the commissioner's uh, box, number one. Box. Two, he's not playing. 
Yeah, but you would think if you're going to go, like, have yourself a good time. Maybe they just caught him at a bad moment twice have, or three right. times. <laughs> right. Maybe they caught him at a bad moment every time they went to him. That's <laughs> a possibility. It's possible. He's got the resting me face, right? Yes. Whatever. Hmm. Listen, hmm. I'll, I'll believe Russell Wilson gets traded the day yeah. he gets traded. Until All then, right. you can keep that somewhere else. Another something uh, news the story that fell through the cracks because it was Super Bowl time and Hall of Fame time at the uh, is that uh, Aaron Rodgers in receiving his MVP award went through his list of people he thanked and what a year he has had and blah 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 and throws in there uh, the year twenty 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 we had coronavirus we had this I played the games I played great I got engaged that blah 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 and he drops and I got engaged. So we people Googled immediately who he was dating. He's dating a, an actress. So I guess it's now his fiance, Shailene Woodley. How do I spell his name? She, oh, is she? Wow. I put S-H in. She comes right oh, up. Oh, yeah, Jerry. Now, right, I mean, well. This Aaron Rodgers is moving quickly. Wasn't he just dating Danica Patrick? You know, that's a full year ago, I think, that they broke up. What? I, yeah, I think oh. if you go back, I think him and Danica Patrick broke up about a year ago this time. Yeah. So it is quick, but he's also 37. Yeah. It's kind of like, what, do you want to be 51 living by yourself? I'll use. <laughs> by the way. And he's quick on the trigger. <laughs> this is about the age where I started doing my. Um, uh, engagements. Uh, engagements, yeah. <laughs> so listen, I understand. And how to work out for you. I understand, Aaron. <laughs> Maybe he'll never get married. Right. And just because he gets engaged doesn't mean that they're going to go through with it. Absolutely. I'm aware of that, Jerry. You talk, You don't have to tell me that twice, Jerry. I do find it funny, though, because even around the newsroom yesterday, a couple of people were like, did you hear the audio of Aaron Rodgers? He's going to get engaged. Yeah, and? <laughs> like, great. Good for him. Why is that a story? Who gives a crap? Mm. Well, I guess it was a story because I guess the perception is that he and Danica Patrick just broke up. But you're probably right. It probably has been a year. Let's see. If I'm, Let's see. I'm going to guess he and Danica Patrick broke up in April. So it's not quite right. a year. Give me a guess. What would be your best guess? I'm going to go uh, at the start of summer. Aaron and Danica wanted to be free. There was a thing supposedly like people that live down the Jersey Shore. In the summer, they break up with their significant other so they can have fun in the summer. And then they try to woo them back. Single for the, the summer? Yeah, once the that's fall another hits. For uh, younger people. I, that's another Sam Hunt song, I believe. Single summer? Single for the summer. Single for the summer. Oh, you know what? Le- later than I thought. July. Oh, Ooh, a July breakup. I wow. I'm I already thought, engaged. I would have put money on it that it was around April, and I would have lost all the money I won yesterday. Why couldn't we watch Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley on Ninety Day Fiance? I'd watch that. No, you watch a lot of loser stuff. <laughs> I am fully caught. Do you know I'm fully caught up on Ninety Day Fiance? Why? Because it's real, it's like, how really does that interesting. interest you? And interesting me because why don't you go learn where Joe DiMaggio played first? <laughs> Jerry, I googled that. Or I learned that already. It's not even six o'clock. I already gained extra knowledge today. What position did Babe Ruth play? Mm, he was a pitcher. He was. That is true. Yes, he Thank was. Thank you. But what position did he play? Well, he was fat, so he had to be a first baseman, probably. A little bit. He did play a little bit of first base and an outfielder. I bet. Which which spot? I'm going to gonna say Babe Ruth was a right fielder. Yeah, all right. Not bad, Al. Not bad. I put so I you on say, the spot. You nailed it. Thank you. How I about Phil Rizzuto? I, Phil Rizzuto shortstop. Ooh, look at that. That I know. All Come right. on, Jerry. Hit me with some more. What was hit me Babe with Ruth's, your best uh, shot. What was yeah. Ruth's record as a pitcher? Oh, come on. How about, that was, they, they, weren't even, they weren't even counting games right back then. I think he was 92 and 18. He went, and a lot of it with the Red Sox, right? Yeah. He was a star pitcher with the Red Sox. Mm. Of course, the game was different back then. But still, he was a star pitcher with the Red Sox. Right. So what were you asking me about? Give me another uh, Yankee no, historical before player. That. What no, were we talking man. about? 90 talking Day about Fiance. 90 Day Fiance. Oh, yeah, why I'm interested in that. Because they're odd couplings, right? So it's either a uh, young girl from the Ukraine coming over to marry some old dude. Hey, that sounds or, awesome. Or it's a young man from a foreign country coming over to marry some older woman. Yeah, not interested. You know what I was interested <laughs> in was Boomer's Super Bowl commercial show with Danielle Rua. Yeah. Well, actually, we watched that Saturday night. It was very good. Oh, but the, the family gathered around and watched a little television? We did. We actually, well, me and my wife watched it. As we were watching a bunch of other shows, we came across that, and she saw Boomer, and, well, we watched it. We watched oh. it. We watched the full hour, actually. Nice. What was interesting about it, though, is the commercials that won 
Not great. You weren't interested in them. No, like I thought some of the other commercials, and I know the fans kind of vote, so it is what it is, but I thought some of the other commercials they played throughout the hour were better than what turned out to be the two finalists. I used to find that when I would watch America's Funniest Videos. The videos that they chose at the Terrible. end... We're always dumb. I agree. Yeah. And then they'll give you the other ones that are funny throughout the show, and they're not in the final three. It makes yes. no sense. Makes no sense. Yeah, you're right about that. Makes a ton of sense. <laughs> makes a ton of sense. Did you see this a tennis player yesterday, Jerry? I'm probably yeah, not going to. I can't get the video, though, for it. I'm probably not going to be able to say his name correctly, but it's a tough I never heard tennis of this player. guy. Dennis or Denise? Uh, probably Denis, I would think. Denis, because it's D E N I S. I would think, but I don't know who he is, so I don't know. Denis Shapa. Valov, nailed it. Nailed it. Shapovalov was Shapovalov. Uh, furious, Jerry, and screaming at the uh, the what do they call them? Line judges in uh, tennis. The this, uh, the judge. Yeah. The judge. Uh, furious. He would not let him go take a wee. Which I don't understand the because I've watched tennis a million times, and they let they, them go wee. Yeah. I mean, there's usually a bathroom break. Now I don't know the I don't know the rules enough about tennis, so maybe he had done it prior to, and you, it's like timeouts. You only get a couple of. I don't yeah. know. But it was weird to me just reading the headline and reading a little bit of the story. Yes. And I'm sad. I can't, I'm not sad, but I couldn't find the video. Maybe it doesn't exist. It doesn't make sense to me. I'd have to read more of the story. I pulled an Al Dukes. I read the first two paragraphs and then I had to come in here. I'm just Googling tennis bathroom. But but the the uh, situation, maybe he was maybe the judge felt he was doing it to uh, like somehow get an advantage to take a break. To catch his breath. Now he was yelling at uh, the umpire. They call him Jerry. They, were, they were, he was yelling that he was going to have to uh, go to the bathroom in a uh, toilet. In I'm sorry, in, in, in a, a bottle. bottle yeah. If they please let pee him, here, <laughs> if they wouldn't let him go in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, well, been there, done that. So mm. I get it. He he admitted uh, after the match in a post game press conference that he has quote a small bladder. Is this true? Or is this one of your That's jokes? What, no, no, that no. He said that in a press conference. Oh, okay. I mean. He's not 47, right? That's that's how I blame it on myself now. I'm getting right. older. You get a large prostate. Yeah. There's this nothing morning worse. we just went out to pee. Thank you, Eddie. <laughs> um, there's nothing worse than when you use the bathroom before you take a ride, and you know the ride's a few hours, and you can't make it the entire way. So frustrating. It says here, Jerry, that players are permitted a toilet break, but it cannot be for any other reason and should be taken on a set break. So that they're not given the break. But I would have thought, so you're telling me, and again, I didn't see this match. It couldn't have been in the middle of a game where it was, you know, 30 love. And he's like, I, I need to use the bathroom. Yeah, none of these articles are very good at explaining right. fully what went down. I Jerry. was taking a leak during one of the commercial breaks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Isn't uh, <laughs> This is the Australian Open, correct? Yes, Jerry, the Australian down Open. Under. Down, down under. Did Allie go there? No, Allie went to Wimbledon last year. I believe, right? No, no. She went the French uh, Open. The French Open. Yeah, she went to she went to Petit because I saw I saw pictures of her on her Instagram of uh, by the uh, and I was proud of her big tower. Yeah, I was I was very proud of her because I have long said you go to the Grand Canyon, then what do you do? I mean, you take a couple pictures and you're kind of then you move on, right? She said as much as she enjoyed Paris, she also had a little bit of the you went and saw something and then what. Right, you go to the yes. Eiffel Tower, you go, wow, this is cool. Let exactly me why I have no interest in going to Paris on a vacation. Let me take Zero. some photos. Zilch. Me too. I also don't want to go to Paris because I don't think they like Americans. Maybe, I don't know. I have no idea. I would like to go to Greece. I hear the beaches in Greece are spectacular. Yeah, but the problem with going to Greece, Jerry, there's a bunch of hunky-looking dudes there, and you are going to look like an ugly American if you go there. But That's why doesn't my that feeling. ever go the other way? <laughs> you going to tell me there's not gorgeous women floating around? In Greece as well? Yeah, yes, that's what we're talking about. The North Pole. We're talking I about Greece. I don't know why. Normally, you'll hear like Brazil, beautiful women. B- B- Japan, beautiful women. You hear beautiful women, beautiful women. Greece is the one place where I hear that people go very good-looking men. That's I what I'm guess, saying. Yes, like, but you know what? There are good-looking people everywhere. If you go to Greece, do not let your wife get a massage <laughs> and then go home and pick up your kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do not let her out of your sight. So you're you telling me, so if, we, if we're going to be fair, yes. then I get the trip to Brazil, my wife gets the trip to Greece. Correct. I go with her, though, right? On both of these trips? <laughs> you go with her, yes. Keep, her, keep an eagle eye on her, Jerry. <laughs> I would think so. Can I borrow your binoculars, Al? <laughs> yes, you could borrow my binoculars. You pig. <laughs> so you might see something you don't want to see. Really muscular, good-looking 
olive skinned men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right up your alley. <laughs> olive skinned men. Summertime in Bradley Beach. Here we go. All right, 552. Boomer and Geo coming up in just a moment. We will also wrap things up after this, but first, a radio.com sports minute. Her name is Amy Lawrence, and today she is talking about the off season that is now upon us in football. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, a couple more minutes to go. There wasn't a lot going on last night, but I did see that Casey Sezegis and Matt Martin scored third-period goals, and the Islanders beat the Rangers. What else you got, Al? Somebody said that knocks the Rangers out of the playoffs. I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> they're 4, 5, they're just, and 2, I believe. Or if they're just being hilarious on Twitter. Probably so. Jerry, did you feel like you needed an apology from Trevor Bauer? Because he uh, delivered no. one yesterday to Mets fans. I thought no. it was a little strange. Like, why do we need an apology from Trevor Bauer? Uh, no. Maybe he's thinking about his next contract. That's mm-hmm. all I could think of. Because, no, he went to L.A. Good for him. Go enjoy the sun. I wouldn't mind being in L.A. I get it. I don't need an apology. We will boo him, though, when he comes to you think? the field. <laughs> yes, I think so. If we're allowed in the ballparks, right? Yeah. I th- I've actually I heard, I heard from one friend of mine. I'm not going to say which team he's a season ticket holder for, hmm, but he was told that the season is going to start with season ticket holders allowed in the building. Oh, that's I don't know if that's idea. true or not, but that's what that's the intel he's been getting. I would love to see the seven line do a game where they just yell at Trevor Bauer the whole time. It's possible. If what they if get we just, in. What if we just let the seven line in and the whole stadium's empty except for that point out in, in center, center field, field by the yeah. apple? <laughs> yeah, where everyone's just jammed in together. They were in seven line masks. <laughs> Are they all vaccinated? <laughs> yeah, they're all vaccinated. Well, then that's okay. They're that's wearing fine. seven line masks. They've got seven line uh, vaccinations. And they're just Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and now James Harden. It's three NBA superstars on one team.